that's a big ass long word. <laughs> and, and if you look in the dictionary, it'll say bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that scene. Uh, I mean, this was years ago when it actually came out. And when you see it, it's kind of funny because when you think of young athletes, you're getting all these different things from scientists telling you you don't need too much. And then you get an old dog that's been through the ringer. And he says some stuff like that just cracks me up. You look at him and you go, well, I really can't argue with the dude. Look at him. He's jacked. He's huge. And you look at his background. He said he's a postal worker for a really long time, many, many years, hit the gym afterwards. And it's hard to argue when you're talking 100 rep sets and, you know, really getting to a level at which he's gotten to. You know, maybe he's speaking a little bit of truth as long as you're getting your rest. That's what old school guys do, though. You know, he worked eight hours at the post office and then went to the gym for four to six. He did. He he had it going on. Yeah, he went through the ringer. I admit that's probably not going to be me. Oh, yeah, most people probably aren't going to do that. But I always think, you know, when you see someone like that, that's the kind of people you want to hear from. I want to hear from a guy that's been in the trenches. I want to hear from a guy that's actually gotten results. I want to hear your perspective. You know, reading studies is fun. Reading studies is always interesting to think of, like, what the cutting edge thing's going to be. You know, should I be doing uh, 12 to 15 rep sets every time? Should I take it all the way to failure? Should I, you know, leave a couple reps in the tank? What's going to give me the results? And when you see it like that, it, it kind of almost makes you just laugh. I mean, Boy, it just... You can't help it. And he adds the flair to it, so yeah. it's even better. But... I like to hear his perspective. Yeah, sure. I want to hear from different people to kind of get an idea. You know, nobody has the corner marketed on no, you know, what the right thing to do is. Absolutely. And it, what kind of inspired me looking at this was we got a comment from a soccer player that, you know, this is the kind of people I want to help. You got a 12 or 13-year-old girl. She wants to know. She types up this whole regimen of what she's doing for speed and agility. And she wants to know if she should up her times from like an hour and a half to three hours, five times a week. I'm like, man, you're 12 years old. Oh, man. 12 years old. You got to have other things to do. Yeah, and it kind of like makes me think about the perfect practice makes perfect. Like, you don't need to just sit out there and and train for three hours if you're not actually getting anywhere you know what i mean there's another old dog called vince lombardi that came up with that statement which which statement what do you refer to perfect practice yeah i mean you can waste a lot of time not getting anywhere i mean i can remember growing up and, and this would be a prime example even for this little girl she listens to this show she's obviously following along you know i would throw baseballs hundreds and hundreds of throws every day. No one else was doing that. You play a little bit of catch. I had a bucket of balls and a net because my mom couldn't play catch anymore because I was throwing too hard. And she'd always play catch, always play catch. When it got to a point to where I was throwing a little bit harder, you know, like break her hand, you know, Uh so I would throw into a net. And I can remember that, you know, I was going through changing arm angles, doing different things, always trying to like perfect the perfect form that these coaches would tell me. And if you told me to throw over the top, I would just sit there and throw hundreds of balls over the top. And well, my the, velocity would go you're down. Gonna, you're going to hit a point of diminishing return. Well, it wasn't even get tired. It, it wasn't even from over throwing too much. It was because my natural abilities were not that arm slot. So my point is perfect practice makes perfect more so always than just practice. You can go out there for hours and hours and hours, but if you're using the wrong arm slot and trying to focus on the wrong things, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, I, I, mean? I think if you went out and treated it maybe like a bullpen, I'm going to throw 50, I'm going to throw 75, and you really focused and concentrated, you're going to get way more benefit. But, well, I should have found a pitching coach that was going to 
take a look at my mechanics and try to work on it on a very specific level. You know, unfortunately, if I would have known that I would be so obsessed with listening to what a coach says and trying to execute exactly what they were saying, you might have looked for some different specialty. You know what I mean? You might have looked for someone that really could kind of analyze your form and make it specific to you rather than, you know, a cookie cutter, you know, type of approach to throwing. Does that make sense? Well, exactly, because he talks about it that, you know, what you do or what I do is going to be different. And we got to adapt to, you know, what comes natural. I mean, there is a point where you say, okay, I got to get the right mechanics, but sometimes it just comes differently. Your, yeah. your body position, body control. Yeah, you've got to be natural. And when it comes to this this gal, I, I kind of typed up a bit of a message that just said, hey, download the perform- that soccer performance series because it's only like our workouts, but I would imagine it's way more structured than what she's taking a look at. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going out there, a 12-year-old trying to train one and a half hours, whether or not there was any exaggeration, I don't really know, but I just can't imagine that going to three hour maybe maybe let's just clean up this hour and a half and get to the point you could probably get the same thing in the hour and a half we don't know how long she's resting what she's doing between her sets right so just because you're out there for three hours doesn't mean that you got better yeah i I get a kick out of him i think i've seen that clip oh i don't know maybe a hundred different ways and a hundred different memes and every single time he's always (laughs) just like yeah that's bullshit. <laughs> well, you know, I think you just watch that and just get yourself going. Oh, that's it, funny. It kills me. when. Uh, but you think of, I mean, I'll give you a good example. There's like a, this new wave in bodybuilding, and I'm not a bodybuilder per se, you know, but when you're listening to all the different research, you know, you want to make sure you're exercising in the right way, right? Let me, let me make sure I'm doing the reps and sets right. Let's pick the best exercises. Are you exercising for longevity, power? You're trying to do a show. What's it going to be? And it's kind of funny because when you really think about it, most of it just has to do with taxing your own body, listening to your own body, how it needs to recover, make sure you're ready to go for the next training session to break down the muscles yet again. And and that's all there is to it. There's not much more. If everyone does the same exact program and you're not getting the same results as that guy, it's because everybody's different. I hate to say it this day and age, nobody thinks everybody's different, but every single person is different. Exactly. All of us are different and we have to learn to utilize that. Yeah. Listen to your body. I mean, that's all there is to it. It'll let you know. I I mean, uh, if, if there was some advice that you would give like a little girl, you know, that wants to extend her time periods and she's just kind of focused on more minutes means more results, what, what would you tell her? I would ask her what she's doing first and I'd say, what, you know, set your goals and let's, let's talk about this. Let's break this down. Let's see if we can do this in under an hour and I think you'll find that you'll get even better results. Time, more is not always better. Right. The one thing that bothers me sometimes with young kids is that seems like the easiest alternative. I'm just not able to do it enough. Um, but you got to have fun as a kid. You know, you see so much these days with these select leagues where everybody's playing so much. Are you sure they're having fun still? You know, because that's kind of part of it. You got to have a little bit of fun or well, you get a little burnout. You know, you watch some of these athletes. I have a group of incoming freshmen. And even already, what have we been in summer conditioning for a week? Now they're at the high school level, so they're going to do that in the morning, and then they're going to do maybe club in the afternoon, and then they're doing speed and agility at night. You really got to look at, what am I getting out of this? That can be too much. Sure, and and if you're not, you know, you you listen to lots of clips from C.T. Fletcher, and you go, well, he's giving it his all on all these sets. You know, if you're not able to give it your all, 
you're not going to get anywhere anyway. So if you're doing all those things you just mentioned, right? You got hours and hours that you're attempting to do stuff. If you're not able to really just give it your all during that practice, during the speed and agility, let's be honest, you're just spinning your wheels anyway. Well, have you ever had, you know, an athlete comes in, it's, it's maybe a night training and the parent says, I don't know, he's being lazy or she's being lazy. You know what? Maybe they're just tired. Yeah, maybe they're just tired. Uh, but one tip I would say that we'll go through three of these tips that I, I had been kind of thinking about it. If, if you're a younger athlete or someone that's looking uh, to up your training or think you need to be doing more, because ultimately the goal is you just want to get better, right? So if you just want to get better and that's your goal, then more is going to be better as long as you're locked in, giving it your all. But you want to take a look at, are you miserably sore? Do you have tons of lactic acid in your quads? You know, do your legs feel super heavy? Are you not sleeping well at night? You know, those are the real signs of overtraining, right? That The true essence of are you doing too much? You're going to see them. I think even in that Rogan podcast, they talk about that condition where you're peeing like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's some nasty stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, those are signs that you're overtraining. Are you a little bit sore? Sleep more. Drink more water. Get better hydrated. Look at your nutrition. Are you eating enough protein? All those things are going to prevent the idea of overtraining. But are you, you know, a little bit sore? Yeah, you're not overtraining. Come on, quit thinking you need to do less all the time. You know, more is better as long as you're doing the right things. More of those is going to be there's better. There's a fine line between a little bit lazy and actually being tired. I also had a mom come and said, I don't understand my son who eats like a horse doesn't seem to be hungry lately. And that, of course, I asked her what he'd been doing and I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's not enough hours in the day to get that done. His body isn't even craving food. He's tired. What was he in like a select league or what was he doing? Well, he was he was doing this. He you know, he's doing the high school thing, he's doing the club thing, he's doing speed and agility, and he's doing camps. And then he's on a baseball team. So you look at wow. it, not a bad tip, check out appetite. If you got some young kids or something and their appetite seems to be getting a little odd, you know, you might be watching some of those things. That's not a bad thing hey, to watch either. It's one that I think maybe you, you don't think about compared to my legs are heavy or I'm tired. So you got to watch them and find that fine line. Fine line is kids are going to be lazy. Did they go to the pool for four hours today? If they were in that water, in the sun, they're going to be tired. You know how many times I remember that growing up? People, you know, when you get to a certain level, all of a sudden your whole world is uh, turned upside down in the competitiveness, <laughs> right? You you get on this new team, you're traveling all over the place, and the coach is like, hey, no swimming before practice. And you, you don't really think much about it, or not practice, but like your game day. You know, stay out of the pools. You're, you're on a trip. You're at a hotel. Everybody wants to go swim. He's like, no pools until after the games. And I remember the first time that happened thinking – well, why? This why why would that matter? This not becoming fun. <laughs> yeah, the, I thought we were just here having a good time, but you, you can kind of see there's a lot of habits that you have that kind of wear you out before those games, you know? It, you know, it is good exercise. You get, especially if you get them in the pool. Now, if they're, you know, funning and gaming on the, you know, on the deck or something, but if they get in the water, they are doing a lot of work. And remember, you got the sun pounding down on them. Oh, for sure. Now, do you ever have overtraining scenarios that you can think about or like signs that you do it in the weight room? So say you're lifting weights. Is there anything that uh, you would actually suggest that people watch out for? Or is it just, uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious your opinion. Well, 
you're talking about watching the athletes or no, like in the weight room, you know, if you're training guys and and they're running in and out of the weight room, you know, what are some signs and symptoms that those kids should be watching out for to know if they're doing too much? Well, I think one of the big things is to get sloppy. You know, they're not, they're not following a proper technique method. You can see it pretty quick and they're tired. If they're sore, if they're complaining, if they get up and they're moving around and it's like, you know, you are going to have some flexibility issues. There's always going to be a, maybe a little bit of soreness. You know, but being sore isn't a lot of fun. Right. I would say one of the best tips that I was ever told, and this was a long time, was there's a difference in working really hard in a set and working really hard in a workout. And what I mean by that is, that wasn't exactly how it was said, something along those lines, me thinking yeah. back. But you get more context as you get a little bit older. And it's kind of interesting because when – to me, the what drove that point home was, is your last set, can you give it your all in that one set and, and finish it out? So say you had a 15-rep set. You've got, uh, say, 80 pounds in each hand. You're doing a dumbbell press, okay? You get to that 15th rep. Do you shut it down, or do you have a whole lot more in the tank and you actually go there, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's some techniques in your weight training that you should be utilizing. That's It's not going to make you overtrain, but that is the window at which you're going to get results. Did you choose too little of a weight? So, and now yeah, the, what are those techniques? What do you, let's yeah, go a little bit more in depth what you mean by that. Yeah, I, I would suggest that when you're doing your workouts, one to two sets out of every single exercise that you choose, you should be taking it towards your capacity. If it's endurance training you're doing, there should be a moment in your training where you're really pushing through capacity. If you're so worried about overtraining to where you're trying to listen to this little bubble of like, this is going to get me results here. It's not, you know what I mean? If you don't do enough and you don't push your body to the limits, your body will not progress. So oh, you, yeah. you have to take sets to the limits here and there under controlled supervision kind of a thing. You know, if you're doing bench press and gets a little squirrely and you, and you don't have a spotter or anything, that's probably not ideal. Your point about form is, is a massive takeaway. You, you have to watch technique. If your technique begins to fade, those are the portions that I think the lines are skewed between overtraining and injury. Well, injury is just because you're too fatigued. It doesn't mean you're overtraining. You right. know, get this idea out of your head, this overtraining thing. You're doing too much. You're, too, you're just tired. You know, take a break in the next set, choose the correct weight, and really push yourself. But I wouldn't be so worried about this overtraining thing. That's why I want to – I kind of want to talk about this topic because it seems as though – that word is just so widely used and just kind of creating a bunch of lazy athletes. <laughs> well, I've seen that too. Well, we're just going to take today off. Let's let's talk about this. Maybe maybe we need to do some lighter lighter weights, you know, less reps. Maybe we need to just slow it down. Maybe uh, you know, do you know, get the roller out. Let's work on some flexibility. Let's let's kind of work through this, but uh, again, there's a fine line between you know. Well, that the thing that he mentions, uh, he does say the funny line. He does give you the one-liners. He is a funny guy. But uh, the one thing that he does say right at the end of all that is, well, as long as you get enough rest and you're you know, properly taking care of yourself, there's no such thing as overtraining. And that's the caveat, right? You know, are, are you going out and staying out too late all night and then trying to come back and perform at your best? Well, yeah, I mean, you didn't really get the sleep. You didn't really get all the things you need. So you didn't recover enough. Yeah. Well, I assumed that when he was working at the post office and then going to the gym, that he probably wasn't then going out and hitting 
the party scene or he wasn't, yeah, man, you know, overeating too much or eating the wrong stuff. I mean, really, though, if you're working that many hours at your job and then going to the gym that long, I, you have no dude, life. He's grinding. He's grinding. <laughs> he's grinding. He's, and that's uh, impressive. I think it seems to me that he must have had a, another long term goal. That was to maybe not be working at the post. Well, he said he had six titles. I'll have to look. I'm not sure what uh, what he won exactly, but he's got the physique to win all kinds of stuff. No, Let me tell you, a, he's a big brute, and yeah. you can tell that that he's he's put in the work. And I understand that. I just it's hard to. Have you ever to, done one of uh, his sets? He he mentioned that he does you know 100, 200, 300 rep sets on certain exercises. Have you ever experienced no. that? No. Oh. I remember in college we would do these speed squat sessions and we would tie these bands um, around this platform that you'd stand on, right? So it's some kind of mechanism that it's got loops on the sides and you hook these bands on and you put them over your shoulders and you do speed squats. And it'd be like a 60-second set, 30-second set, minute and a half set, all these different rep ranges. And those are getting, you know, when you're doing speed squats, it's one, 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 one. So I would imagine you're probably anywhere between two reps a second, mm-hmm. something along those lines, well, maybe one rep a second towards the end. So I don't think I've ever done like a 200 rep set before, but I've felt 50s, 60s, <laughs> and 70s. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that. I would think that, again, you your body would be responding, and then they're not they're not good reps. Now, not going to argue with the man. No, I might have to give it a go. Uh, he has references to gymnastics. And I tell you, when you look at them gymnasts in the Olympics, there's no doubt about it. If they're in there training hours and hours and hours, you would be in the the, the category of what you would call overtraining, right? But there ain't no lion. Those dudes they're, are jacked. And he's right. That's <laughs> what their goals are. That's what they're trying to accomplish that's different from other sports that they know this is what I got to do if I want to make it, you know, to a certain level. Sure. The, the take home would be is push yourself to the max. Get everything you can out of every training session. Analyze mechanics and technique. Find coaches and trainers that could take you to the next level of understanding better movement patterns, right? And then give it your all. And in the end, rest and recover. You got to rest, got to recover. You're not going to get as much out of it if you go into it and you didn't recover from yesterday. So I would not advocate 300 reps today and 300 reps tomorrow with the same exercise. But uh, I'm not going to argue with the man. He's and he's funny too. So that oh, he's hilarious. It's an amazing clip. Well, thanks a lot for listening to the show today. Take it easy. Have a great day. And, uh, you know, leave us a couple comments. Let us know if you've got some topics you want us to dive into.